Welcome in, one and all. How are we looking today? Bill Michael Show, we're on the air. Excited for today for so many different reasons. Hopefully your day's off to a good start. I got a product review coming up, by the way, in just a little bit. I always let you know when things are good and when things are bad. I got a product review coming up in a little bit. Ben Kenny, how you doing today? I'm sure you're anticipating your Philadelphia Phillies today. I'm anxious, Bill, to be completely honest. Probably the only emotion <laughs> I'm feeling. I was going to say, is anxious the understatement at this point? Uh, a, a sweeping sense of anxiety and lack of control is what okay. is going through my brain. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a pretty large, uh, that's a pretty large statement right there. So, okay. So, Ben Kenny, excited today for uh for baseball uh the rest of us had football I had a little bit of an incident last night uh, Devonte adams uh shoving a as they call him a credentialed media member i think he was more of kind of a grip uh kid walking through the tunnel area with some equipment a microphone stand uh and he's kind of looking down if you saw the video he's kind of looking down now Devonte said he jumped in front of him and and i've been on twitter today people say he jumped in front of him i said show me where he jumped if you watch the video, both uh, both angles, one is from the side and one of another one is from the uh, from the uh, front, from right behind Devonte. This kid's looking down. He's just looking down on the ground, trying to make sure that he doesn't drop his equipment and such. He's just walking through, and Devonte just shoves him, shoves him to the ground. He's going to get fined. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think he gets. Now, my opinion is this. Devonte had no business shoving the guy. He was just uh, trying to run through. Maybe he had to go set up for the postgame shoot or something. He, just whatever, you know. And they said, well, uh, you know, why why run through at that moment in time? Well, when is he supposed to? Wait till Devonte passes? I mean, there was a whole stream of other football players coming. He had to go at some point. So, and, and we've all been there. Anybody that's ever... um work the sideline you, you're you know you're on deadline you know if things are going to start happening relatively soon where you're going to go to the postgame show or something and you got to try to get a microphone somewhere it happens you know it happens quickly so uh Devante shoving this kid as he's kind of looking down at the ground if you see the from behind angle of Devante adams the kid's looking down he gets shoved to the ground and uh, Devante then apologizes uh but we all know it was wrong he's going to get fined how much we don't know uh, suspended, I think what's going to happen, and I can I, I said this, so I got it in writing already. What's going to happen is the NFL is going to fine him. They're going to want to suspend him because that's embarrassing. Uh, but they're not going to because the NFL PA will then put out a piece on controlling the media and wrong plays at the wrong time and cutting off one of our players after an emotional loss. And you're going to hear all the blah, blah, blah excuses. But it is what it is. You know, this kid gets shoved to the ground, and now we'll see. Now we'll see what happens. But the bigger story is the sack that wasn't. And they, uh, they uh, you know, and the Chris Jones roughing the passer flag last night, saying this wasn't sacking the quarterback at the time two bodies landed on the ground. Uh, this was a fumble recovery by the defense. And that, you know, uh, Gene Sterator says that th- this should have never been called. That uh, that, and this is all in response to Tua too. By the way, 
This is all in response to Tua because everybody's now protecting quarterbacks. And the whole Tua thing, the, the joke of it is, it wasn't about Tua getting hit or flung to the ground. This was about Tua being allowed to go back in the game after he got up wobbly and fell over. I mean, but now here's, your, here's the dramatic overreaction coming from the NFL and the stupidity of, uh, of officiating. I mean, the player had the ball in his hand. He had already made the fumble recovery, so there's no way he could break his fall. I, I don't know what else you need to do to sack a quarterback. You sack him, you tackle him, down he goes. You strip sack, and suddenly you're th- the penalty flag's thrown at you? Uh, why? That I don't understand. That was, a, that was a really, 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 really bad call out of the officiating crew last night. Really bad crawl, call. Um, so that was uh, that came out of last night's game. So we had a lot of controversy regarding the, the game last night, if you sat up and watched it. So you had that. Uh, and then there's a bigger story here. If you've been following me on Facebook, uh, and I posted it a little while ago, too, over on Twitter. But if you follow on the Facebook fan page, and we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur, okay, uh, and the expl- explanation regarding the three and out, regarding the passes, the whole thing. Okay. Ben, is there a bigger story that you see what that nobody's really talking about? When it comes to the Packers and not scoring in the second half, you mean? Well, not necessarily. That goes hand in hand with it. But the whole thing about Matt LaFleur, and it's a terrific article. If you haven't read it yet, it's on Packers Wire. Uh, and uh, I believe it was Bill Huber that might have posted that. Uh, no, Zach, Zach Krause. Zach Krause. Um, Zach Krause did. Uh, but Bill Huber, I think, retweeted it. Uh, Malaflor provided the explanations for the thought process regarding the Packers, you know, the Giants daring the Packers to pass, and then what he calls three good play calls, and the execution needed in the passing game just wasn't there. You know, when you go first and 10, second and 10. Remember back in the day when teams would go single high safety or bring the safeties up in the box and go man up on the outside or go press zero? You know, Rodgers would pick them apart. You didn't do that against Aaron Rodgers. You just didn't. He would kill you. Now teams are like, bring it. You got nobody. That's the biggest story here. The Giants dared you to throw the football. They know you have nothing. Teams in the NFL know you got nothing. You don't have a passing game. You're going to move the football, but downfield, non-existent. Non-existent. They did it down on the the goal line, too. On that third and two, fourth and two, brought all out pressure. Rodgers threw right at it. Yep. You have... No passing game. Can this be fixed? I was sitting last night talking to a buddy of mine who asked me that question. I, I was sitting on a couch watching it because he's a Burrow fan, and we were talking about Burrow and such. And he said, hey, tell me something. Can the Packers, because they, they're, they're not throwing the ball down. They're throwing it, but it's not being caught. I mean, pass plays that have been completed downfield for, the, for Aaron Rodgers more than 20 yards are non-existent. So the question is, can this be fixed? And, I, I boy, he it, it threw me for a loop for a minute because I had to think about it. And 
my immediate answer is no. Will it get better? You would assume. You assume it's going to get better. That They're eventually going to connect on a few. But will it get fixed? No. No, not at all. And and the whole argument was, well, Alan Lazard got bumped. Oh, my God, really? He got bumped in, in a game of football? He got bumped? They Now, they were looking for a flag. They thought he got bumped harder than what he should have. So it threw the, threw the, you know, threw the timing of the route off. I get it. But, I, I, I mean, you know, um, you know, the, the Brotherhood of Sports says, you know, Rogers' accuracy looks shot. I don't think it's shot. I think he's just throwing it up. I think he's just tossing it up, saying, go get it. Somebody go make a play. I think he has zero confidence in what's going on. you got to take a shot to keep a defense, you know, on, on their toes. But I think he has zero confidence in what's downfield. He'll tell you, oh, yeah, this guy's coming along, and Romeo's really this, and, you know, and, and uh, obviously Randall Cobb looks like 2016 Cobb. And, you know, and, and I've said all along, well, that's fine, but Randall Cobb was never your number one, never a downfield threat. He was always a comeback guy. That's what he's great at. He's a good inside slant guy. He's a guy over the, can go over the middle once things open up. All of that stuff. I, I agree with all that. Cobb looks really good, but he's not a downfield threat. I, I, what do you say? Can it be fixed? I mean, I know the four-letter network's all over it, and they were talking about it in Get Up, and they were talking about the Good Morning NFL and all that kind of stuff, Good Morning Football. But I, I can it be fixed? No. No, it can't. Not with what you have. This was part of the reason, you know, and we can sit here and yell at Gudikins, but you were held hostage. You had to wait until your quarterback signed. You had to wait for that chip to fall before everything else fell into place. And had you known what was coming last year and had Rodgers made up his mind last year, chances are that you already have something in place or have negotiated a contract with Devontae Adams, and he's probably still here. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, Devontae seemed very hell-bent on leaving. But I think that was only after frustration and the fact that Rodgers wouldn't commit beyond a year. So he saw his future and said, I, I, I don't want to be a part of the Jordan Love future. The growing process there, I want to win and I want my stats. So he chose to leave. He went where it was familiar. But I, I'm not throwing all of this at Goody's feet. There was a, a whole scenario that held this franchise hostage. I, I firmly believe that. So is it going to get better? No. Or can it be fixed? No. Is it going to get better? Probably. Probably. Pac-Fan says Rogers signed his uh, extension back in March before free agency started. Uh, he signed it right as free agency started. Teams had already started negotiating with others. And, again, listen before you tweet. I said, 
had Rodgers given the commitment back last year, and you would have known last year, you would he you had to sign Rodgers before anything. Before anything. Because you didn't know the amount of money you would have. So had Rodgers said, you know what, I'm back, I'm committed, I'm good to go. You know, the organization's changing, I get it. Chances are you already have started to lay the groundwork to bring Devontae Adams back. And Devontae Adams doesn't come into it so pissed off. Because he was mad. He was mad that they had not negotiated with it. He said it twice uh, during the season. When asked specifically, are you, know, are you guys talking? No, nope, they haven't approached me. Nope. They couldn't. They couldn't. And then by the time you did get Rodgers signed, there, first of all, there wasn't like a taunt out there. but And you've got some trades that have gone down. But you still, you couldn't lay the groundwork because you didn't know the amount of money you were going to have available. So I'm not laying it all at Goody's feet. Do I wish there was more to be done? Yeah. But also, in the meantime, don't forget, they're trying to restructure deal after deal after deal after deal to get more and more. Remember, this was a team that was like $50, $60 million over the cap. They were trying to get deals done and restructuring deals to get under the cap. So it's not all Rodgers either. It was just a lot of decisions that needed to be made, but it all came from the top. The top of the pyramid needed to be secured and get it done and know what money you had to work with and then let it trickle down and then go after your free agents. So we can we can cry over the spilt milk of what coulda, shoulda, woulda, but... That that's the way it happened. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh next gen stats, Aaron Rodgers failed to complete uh, any of his six deep passes against the Giants, his most deep pass attempts without a completion in a game since week five of two thousand and sixteen. Giants defense on deep passes. 22.2% completion percentage. They are based as they are ranked seventh in the NFL. How about that? He hasn't had that many deep passes that have fallen incomplete since 2016. An indictment of what's going on right now offensively for the Green Bay Packers. Can it be fixed? I don't think so. I don't think so. Stick around. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah, I don't. I don't really care. I, I, I told my wife. I said, "Hey, make sure you shut everything off because uh, I'm sure it's not going to be real pleasant today." I had a buddy text me um, last night. You know, obviously a long flight home. He said. Uh, Something about, the, about hey, don't worry about what anybody's saying. I was like, well, I'm not worried about it because I haven't looked. So it just, it is what it is, you know. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur. Not worried about it, which I, look, I, I respect, I agree with. Can't get crazy. Can't get crazy on that stuff. You, uh, you got to keep moving, man. You can't worry about what everybody else says or thinks, but there also is a certain amount of, oh, by the way, we can see this. Why can't you? You know? I mean, uh, 
there's a little obviousness to all of this. And, you know, I know he talks about, you know, it's funny because when statistics mean something, they will use statistics. When they don't mean something, they will say statistics are for losers. And statistically speaking, your offense is not good. Your downfield presence is not good. Stats are for losers. Right? You know, but yet you talk about percentages and the ability to convert and certain things and what they're going to do and what you're, they're playing against you. And, you know, uh, look, stats are the accumulation of success and or the indicator of failure. So the only time stats are for losers is when they're pointed out and they're not in your favor. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. Right? Damn straight. Damn straight. Uh, 877-867-1670. Our friends at Quick Trip reminding you the opening drive contest going on right now at Quick Trip. Stop in, get some gas, use that quick rewards card, type it in at the pump, and one weekly winner is going to win 10 bucks for every yard earned on the Packers opening drive. How about that? Quick Trip, the proud partner of Packers football. And uh, don't forget, like I said, and if the Packers score a field goal or a touchdown on, on the opening drive, you get an extra 500 bucks. How about that? The opening drives have been relatively successful. Packers opening drive contest only at participating Quick Trips. There that's, you have it. That's pretty terrific when the Packers are great at the scripted first drive. I know, right? I'm giddy over that if I'm a, I'm a Quick Trip fan, and I am. I go in and I'm, I got gas there this morning in both the pickup and the car. So I'm, I'm excited. Maybe I'll get chosen one day. I don't think I'm eligible, but we shall see. All right, uh, let's do this. Uh, Matt LaFleur talked about that sequence of three and out and what's going on with uh, the decision. It's the line of scrimmage, passing game, end of game, all that. Take a listen to what he had to say when, uh, when he was inquired about why are you passing so much? Yeah, anytime it doesn't work out, you always want to second guess and all right, what should we have done? You know, in, in hindsight, here's the deal. First and 10, you get single high, you call a play to attack the single high. You know, was there an illegal contact on that play? I don't know. I mean, Allen did get bumped into, but it is what it is. So it's second and 10. And in second down, we call the run pass option or a can play where if they wanted to load the box up and, and dare us to throw the football, which they did quite a bit, then we're going to take that opportunity. We felt like we had a premier play, and unfortunately it didn't work out. And now you're sitting in third and ten. And I understand that going into it, that like you're going to have to stand up here today and answer for that. And I'm perfectly fine with that as long as our process and our thought process is in the right spot. Unfortunately, from a results standpoint, it didn't work out. That was the same play that we hit Romeo Dobbs on earlier in the game for 20 yards or 20 whatever yards it was um, on the backside in cut. This time we had Kavi on the through route. You know, it was one-on-one. -on -one. So that's a play that we ran on third and one um, in overtime versus New England. And we got a, a key completion. So it's okay when it works out, and it's not okay when it doesn't. I, that, that's just the nature of our game. And unfortunately, it, it is what it is. 
But I don't think one sequence or one play was the deciding factor in that game. I think just the consistency at which we played or or lacked in the second half is what is why we lost the game. Okay. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Everything he said, I understand. I completely you, you walk away with the understanding of this is what they were thinking. It's legit. No problem. No problem. None at all. I And again, but I go back to I think the larger picture here is the fact that, yeah, teams don't respect your passing game. They just don't. Teams, teams don't respect it. I, you know, again... What Matt LaFleur said, I, I completely understand. I get where he's coming from. But teams look at you and go, you got nothing. We'll go single high. We'll go all out. We'll go cover zero. <laughs> you, you got nothing. Nothing. I mean, that's that's to me the bigger concern. So that's why, you know, when I go back to the question that was posed to me, is this fixable no no it's not is it going to get better sure it can you know that's where coaching comes in and you scheme guys to be in position to have success that that you can understand that that you can maybe help out with and there's going to be guys that just get better matchups and you know there's going to be some success and you know sure but no No, otherwise not happening. Uh, The Packers offense uncharacteristically struggling with a deep passing game. Aaron Rodgers has landed under the microscope for all of those struggles. Rodgers is sixth in the league in completion percentage, but is only 24th in yards gained per pass completion, according to Pro Football Reference. Um, The loss of Devontae, we all know about that. We all know about that. Uh, Packers coming off the shocking loss to the Giants in London. They're going to look to get back on track against the, uh, the the Jets. But overall, what Matt Lafleur stated, I'm I'm 100 percent okay with because they had legit philosophy and reasoning behind it. I know that people are. I don't like it. I'm okay with. I understand where he's coming from. I don't like it because your run game had been successful. And you, you in some of the most crucial times, abandoned that. And we've seen that. Where, as he stated, you've got a run-pass option. Your quarterback's taking the pass. You got an RPO, you might as well just say it's a pass play. We all know that. Right? That I don't like. I understand Matt LaFleur. I respect his opinion. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Um, PacFan says, check out Zach Krause's uh, timeline. He thinks this offense is, quote, this close. Do you? Do you really? Is there anything that says they're this close? The only thing that's going to get better, the only thing, that once Bakhtiari is a full go, if indeed you move and Yash Nyman has the capability 
to go to right tackle and play a solid right tackle. Elton Jenkins plays a solid guard, and your offensive line is set. And it's set. Then maybe you get better protection and or run game. Then it can get better, but is it fixed this close? No. No. It's not. Because you're not going to suddenly add speed to Lazard or you're not going to add speed to Cobb. Sammy Watkins is going to come back, play a game, and get hurt. We all know that. You know, Christian Watson is an afterthought at this point, so the utilization of his speed is kind of a joke. You know, he's either he doesn't get it, he can't figure it out, he's not right place at right time, he doesn't understand a route tree, something there, which he's a rookie, okay. I'm not picking on him, I'm just simply saying they're using him for end arounds. And wheel routes and, you know, motion. But that's it. Romeo Dubs, he looks like he's got a career, but he's still young. You can use Robert Tanyan more and more. Sure. You know, and obviously the running back's out of the backfield. But is it going to be fixed? There's a big difference between being fixed and getting better. Fixed? No. Better? Sure. Uh, let's go to Ron listening to us in Green Bay. Ron, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Just dropped off, actually. Ah, uh, he just dropped off. At the buzzer. Just dropped off. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Tomorrow night, we are going to be live at the Mecca in the Deer District. Come on down and say hi tomorrow night to Bill Michael's Huddle, which is brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Looking forward to it. Going to be down there and uh, 6 to 8 tomorrow. 6 to 8 tomorrow and um, hanging out, enjoying the food, checking out uh, the tube. So come on out tomorrow. Um... Peter Bukowski is going to join us tomorrow. Um, and he put out a post where he said that Aaron Rodgers playing like a quarterback who has publicly feuded with his team, choked in the playoffs before mulling over retirement, didn't believe he could help the team by coming to spring ball and then spent the summer doing more podcasts than me. But no, I can't figure it out either. Um... And he says, before you get mad at the tweet, you have to be able to tell me what thing in that tweet is not objective and a thing that actually happened. It's a good, it's, it, that's honest. I've said that before. I've said that before. I, I, you know, um, I never have felt that Aaron Rodgers needed training camp or OTAs or minicamp, any of that. Never felt that. The guys around him do. And to, I said, it's been nothing but negatives. I don't need to to be there. Negative. Let Cobby coach him up. His words. 
I don't like joint practices. But yet some of the more spirited practices and more game-like conditions came out of those practices, which is all he had because he doesn't like to play in the preseason either. And we we all know the, the history prior to, so... Um, do, does Aaron Rodgers need it? No, of course not. You know, Aaron Rodgers on his back foot can flick his wrist and throw the ball on a dime to damn near anywhere. He is one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever put his hands under center, without a doubt. Probably one of the smartest, too. But when you are in the midst of rebuilding your wide receiving core and the weaponry you have, that you and only you are responsible to throw to. I don't care if Lazard's been there or Cobby has been there or what have you. I mean, that, you know, I I don't know how much more would have been garnered from that, but I'll tell you this, it certainly couldn't have hurt. Let's be honest. But uh, we'll get Peter Bukowski on tomorrow on the show, get his thoughts, and see what kind of abuse he takes. (laughs) 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's go back to the phone calls. Got our buddy Ron back. Ron's in Green Bay. Ron, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Oh, all right. Yourself? I'm doing okay today. What you thinking? Well, I was listening to how you said Aaron Rodgers held this kind of hostage before, and I still think he still is to a point. But um, I was just talking about how to – I know we can't fix this anymore, but I thought one simple thing they possibly could have did because it wouldn't have cost a lot would have been to re-sign EQ. It was a guy Aaron Rodgers had a little faith in, knew the offense a little bit, and I think he was recovering from his knee injury that he stayed in that crap field up in Canada, and I think he was mm-hmm. coming around. And for cheaper money, he was sure been a hell of a lot better than Amari Rodgers. Yep, I would agree with that. I, and Amari Rodgers, I got a feeling when Kylan Hill comes back, he's gone. Uh, well, there's no point keeping him. You know, it's correct. But I say EQ would have been a cheap option. You'd have never costed a ton. And to say Rodgers had some faith in him, and that knee injury sustained in Canada just really set him back. So right. That, no, I agree. That, that, I say it's just a small point that you can't never know. But I, I, I like EQ. But I say I think that knee injury on a crap field in Canada just set him back, and he was finally getting healthy. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. all I got, Bill. Just all right, buddy. have a good day. Pre- Appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening. WDUZ, the mighty DUZ up in Green Bay. Uh, James says, looking at two angles, it looks like the other guy was in a hurry uh, to get positioned, wasn't paying attention, and got in Adam's way, like not paying attention at the intersection of two hallways. But, yes, Adam should not have pushed him, uh, and uh, TMZ says the guy has now filed a police report. Well, there you go. Uh, base player YZ says, uh, hey, question. Did Brett Favre need perfection to have fun playing football? No. Brett Favre, uh, you know, it's been stated by Ron Wolf over and over again that one of the regrets was not getting enough weapons for Brett Favre. Favre just slung it. He just slung it. Uh, now, we all know that Favre's touchdown to interception ratio is, is uh, not great. So the turnovers certainly hurt. You know, Rodgers is not a guy to turn the ball over. He's just not. So that's a little different. But, no, Favre just did his thing, man. And uh, Aaron Campman, I'll never forget, uh, when Aaron Campman played for the Packers, and we were sitting there, you know, kind of side-by-side next to his locker and talking, and I said, you know, and this was when 
uh, Aaron Rodgers was coming on and Brett Favre was leaving. And I said, what's the difference? And he said, you know, Aaron Rodgers is so unbelievably precise with the football. He's just so good. Uh, he said, but Brett, Brett's going to make you, uh, you know, at least a game, once or twice a game, go, oh, my God, wow. Whereas he's also going to break your heart because he's just going to do something crazy. Rodgers doesn't do a lot crazy. He's very methodical in what he does. But that's that was always the best description between the two. So you're right. Rod, or, uh, Brett doesn't need perfection, but there was also turnovers that went with that. Um, and uh, Christopher says, Favre even struggled in that stretch in 96 when all the receivers ended up getting hurt. Um, Kathy says, uh, we need to lay off Aaron Rodgers. He's doing the best he can with what Goody gave him. I'm not saying he's not. I, I don't think, but put it this way, when you say lay off, I mean, I don't, I'm not being critical. You know? I'm not being critical. I don't think anybody specifically is. I'm just kind of laying you out facts. If, if, the, if the facts bother you, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, 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 you can't be that that touchy, I guess. There's people that say, well, you know, you're too negative. I'm, you lost a game in ugly fashion. I, I, what, what do you want me to blow sunshine up your ass? You know? Uh, the uh, other aspect of this is the fact that the, the Green Bay Packers, while they have given up, uh, they're in the top ten when it comes to given, giving up passing yardage as a defense. The problem has been the crossing routes. The Packers have given up the second fewest passing yards in the NFL through five weeks. Second fewest. Yet somehow they've allowed the most yards of any defense in the National Football League on crossing routes by far. 327 yards they've given up on crossing routes. Mike Renner, by the way, posted that a little while ago, and he's going to join us coming up after the top of the hour. We'll talk with him about the problem the Packers' defense is having. The pass defense of the Green Bay Packers, that's it. That's their big problem. You know, they're not great at stopping the run, but boy, oh boy, when it comes to the ability to keep the chains moving for the for the opponents, a crossing pattern seems to be all you need to run. That's it. I saw Dan Orlovsky was highlighting that a little bit earlier today, too. Same thing, where it's just, it's just a, a crossing pattern where the defender's trailing, can't keep up, Guy's got two steps wide open. You hit it, and it goes from a 15-yard pass to 20, 30 yards downfield or a five-yard pass to 20, 30 yards downfield. You got the linebackers playing up. You got man on the outside. The The play initially runs on the inside. He's two yards behind. The pass is about a 12-yard pass, and it turns into a 25-yard completion. That's been part of the problem with them all season long. 100% agree. So we'll talk with Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus coming up after the top of the hour. Today also, Zach Heilprin is going to join us. We'll get his thoughts on this Badger victory this past weekend and obviously what's upcoming this coming weekend. We'll get into that discussion. 
Uh, we're going to hear more from Matt LaFleur uh, and inside uh, 1265, so stay tuned for that. Power rankings coming up today in the third hour of the show. Power rankings coming up. Packers continue to fall. That's not good. So we got all of that coming up. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin Harley Davidson. Go to wishd.com. They've gone to fall and winter hours now. So closed on Mondays, but they've gone to fall and winter hours. But that does not mean that they don't have inventory. That does not mean that they don't have some of the newest in motor clothes. That doesn't mean that the big that big uh, room that they have that uh, has some of the discounted items. They, uh, they they got that, too. Whole room dedicated to stuff that's, uh, you know, a little bit older, if you will. And I'm talking just seasonal. So check it out. They've got so many things over there at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Take a look. Go to WISHD.com or just stop in on Highway 67 in Oconomowoc. Go to WIS, W-I-S-H-D.com. That's WISHD.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers, back from London after their loss to the Giants. Green Bay blew a 17-3 lead as the Giants marched on to a 27-22 victory. Matt LaFleur asked, what did the game film show on how the Packers' defense performed? Defensively, there was moments that looked really good to start the game. Two, three and outs. I thought our, our guys were playing well early. Third series, they got a field goal, and then after that, it kind of unraveled, and Certainly, there were a couple pivotal plays in that game that, you know, we had two sacks that got nullified by penalties. And, you know, those are always very subjective calls that sometimes you get and sometimes you don't. And that definitely hurt us, though. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers on the Packers at 3-2. and two. We get to handle adversity a little bit better. We're a little bit of a roller coaster team at times. Uh, our best teams have been a little bit more steady. So we got to find that rhythm and that, that steadiness. Uh, we got to get back and get healthy and get rested. We got a home game uh, that we'll probably be favored in against the Jets. We're not sharp enough yet to have uh, a wider margin of error. The Packers tied in. Mercedes Lewis caught a touchdown against New York, his first reception of the season. The loss to the Giants was the biggest upset for the franchise since that loss at home to the Cardinals back in 2018. At the end of the day, it's NFL, right? You're not going to win them all. So I think um, it's important to you know keep that in perspective, but also understand that in this game it's about getting better. The margin for error is very small. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Like I said, the leadership is going to be there, and this one was tough. That's Mercedes Lewis in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. are not life-threatening, but the Kansas City Police Department did receive a report filed by the photographer against the Raiders wide receiver, Devontae Adams. The victim is a photographer, and at the end of the game, he was pushed to the ground, causing injury. He made arrangements for private transport to the hospital for treatment, at which uh, time he then called the police. The injuries are preliminarily Thought to be non-life-threatening. The incident's going to be investigated by the assault unit detectives. Upon completion, they will coordinate with the applicable city and or state prosecutor to determine any charges. He went to the uh, hospital, Bill? He went to... Now, uh, let me say this. I mean, come on. I don't know what the injuries were, um, but I will say this. 
if you have um, any, how do I put this? If you have any equipment in your hand and you've ever fallen and you don't have a way to break your fall, you can get hurt. Okay, I'm not I'm not making excuses for the guy. I'm simply saying that if he went to the hospital, I would assume he went to the hospital because somebody told him to. And then, hey, there's some money here. You're probably going to get paid. He probably did it for that particular reason. At least that's what our assumption would be. But um, if you've ever fallen and not had a way to break your fall because you're trying to protect something, um, it, you you know, I've seen some people that have gotten hurt. Media members that, you know, had their computers and or backpacks or whatever and they're trying to run or whatever and then you try to save it on the way down because you don't want you to smash your computer all over the ground i've seen a couple people that have broke some wrists um but i don't know what happened to this guy so i couldn't honestly tell you but my assumption is i think as we all assume is that he was told to go to the hospital because there could be some money here that's it that's it uh, otherwise, I would assume he's got some bumps and bruises or what have you. But I don't think anything in there is too devastatingly serious. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, do so. Um, we got to get Andy Herman on, too, the Pack-A-Day podcast. Um, we'll see if we can get him on. He went through the game, and the question out loud was, why did they get away from Romeo Dobbs as well? And and like I said, I I think the bigger story, we can look at all these different things, and I think they're all legit. Why didn't they run the ball more? They had a lot of success. Why didn't they do it at least on one or two of the downs, uh, you know, down at the goal line? Why, you know, why didn't they just go for the first down rather than trying to pick up the touchdown? I mean, all these different things come into play, and I understand that. But um, I look at it as the bigger story is that the, – defenses opponents and such they don't respect the Packers passing game there's not a lot of respect there right now so as much as you can talk about certain things in the sense of you know they should do this and you got to play call this way and you got to run the ball and you, you know I understand all of that but <laughs> defenses are basically saying yeah we don't believe in what you have we don't believe in what you have and that's it 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Coming up after the top of the hour, Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus, is going to be joining us, and we'll talk with him about what he saw and what he sees out of this Packers team and what alarming trend there is. There's a couple of them that we'll discuss when we come back. So we're going to get into that discussion. Also, a little bit later on today, we're going to also talk a little bit more about um, the power rankings We'll talk with Zach Heilprin as the Badgers get a nice win down in Evanston. Now, can they back it up and run off a couple more? We shall see. We'll get into that discussion coming up here in a little bit. We'll hear more from Inside 1265 and more commentary from Matt LaFleur, more commentary from the guys in that locker room. So that's going to be coming up here in just a little bit as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, Burn Pit Barbecue. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is Burn Pit BBQ. Dot com. They are Wisconsin-based right here in Racine, Wisconsin. They are veteran-owned, which is really, uh, they're a solid company. They're a veteran-recognized company. Good stuff there. Uh, by the way, Andy Herman of the Packaday Podcast is going to be joining us at 1 o'clock in the last hour, top of the last hour of the show, for those that may get it on tape delay or what have you. But uh, live, 1 o'clock. So stay tuned for that. We'll get his thoughts as he broke down the uh, the entire game over there in London. 
some uh, certainly interesting stuff there, as we've all seen it, you know, but, uh, you know, kind of go through the numbers and such. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take a look at it. So a lot of stuff. Zach Heilprin coming up uh, about an hour from now. Got the power rankings an hour and a half from now. Andy Herman, final hour of the show. Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus. He is going to join us. That is coming up next. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 